Welcome to Heritage Tree, where we talk about heritage care and development for people and organizations. And now to our host, Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe. Integration, Collaboration, and Resilience. Hello, my name is Dr. Dina Michelle Roscoe, born and raised in the Pacific Northwest, lived in the city of Renton, courtesy the West Hill since I was eight years old. I've enjoyed and appreciated all that our fair city has offered me through the years. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to be involved in many different groups and partnerships and community and civic engagements and campaigns. And I've appreciated the opportunity to collaborate and get involved at the local level. I want to encourage you that being involved at the local level does make a difference. I remember once sitting at a cafe corner one summer with the campaign team as we were planning our events and strategy ahead, wondering how can sitting here drinking this lovely glass of ice water with a lemon wedge with these lovely people, how is that going to translate to a campaign win? Well, it did. And the reason it did was because we integrated a strategy of embedding the leader's passion and main concerns in with his campaign strategy, which gave him the motivation, the inspiration, and the resilience to tackle all the other practical concerns. He ran a multicultural campaign and even then was criticized by some for that, but lauded by many appreciated his vision. I've served on different groups and committees and grassroots activities for assisting with different projects and campaigns, such as the location of the library vote, and enjoyed working with both sides and communicating the message of what was the message that we were trying to craft. For me, what mattered then still matters now. This need for listening and collaboration. So often these terms are used, yet they are hard to do sometimes, are they not? My background is in organizational systems, leadership, development, well-being, and anthropology. Basically, I work with people and organizations to develop partnerships using their stories and sustaining an organizational culture that matches their practical concerns for their business goals. This is important because the culture will often outlast us. And we need to remember that soft space in our business dealings that need to build in margins and give people good soil in our city or other organizations for them to grow and thrive. I support different candidates who I believe will help nurture that space, who will listen, who will slow the dialogue down, who aren't quick to argue and debate. While those Western-inspired Greek rhetorics are important in our public sphere, we also know very well and too soon how devastating they could be. With confirmation bias in social media, for instance, 
You can post a comment or a link or an opinion, and it might or might not be true, and it almost doesn't matter anymore unless you can really say it with enough anger or fear or attitude that it gets things going and people move further away from each other. An integrated organizational systems approach can help us to revive and recover economically. This requires us to invest in our margins first before we can inflate our profit margins. And part of that responsibility is an accountability for people to invest back into the system that they're taking from. If you do bleed something dry, how can it continue to grow? I invite people to a vision of how we can imagine possibilities for future generations to also continue and thrive. What does thriving look like to you? What is the favorite part of your day? What is the favorite part of the day of someone you live with or work with? Do you know? What do children say they want for their future? Have you asked them? As a community or civic leader, do you ask these questions? Do you notice people and do you validate what they say? Do you validate it with listening, with empathy? And do you transition your empathy? Do you transfer that as motivation to what is possible? What's your conversion funnel? We often talk about that in coaching. What is the ideal gain that you actually want out of this? And what's the practical gain that you want out of this session? What do you want out of it individually or as a group or organization? And business leaders will tell me, well, I want more people to sign up for this side or the other product or service. Community leaders will say, well, I want more volunteers to donate their time or this amount for this particular project. And so, well, how is this actual coaching session? How are these hopes and dreams that we're talking about going to translate to something practical? One of the unspoken biases in business is that you can't dream and actually make it practical. It's the starving artist metaphor. But the way things are designed may not be geared towards allowing all roles and people to prosper. Life is not zero sum. I wonder why we might think there's all or nothing, that if someone else succeeds, it's our loss, not our gain. My faith teaches that it's better to put down roots and pray that it will go well with your city so that it will go well with you. For if you do that, you can prosper. And so when we build a city together that goes well, For each other, it benefits us. It's not zero sum. It's similar to a neighbor who might share an extra cup of flour when you ran out of some and you're in the middle of baking with your child some cookies for Christmas or a friend who might drop off a meal on your porch when you're not feeling well or your church that might call you up and pray for you or Many of the partnerships and business leaders that have come together during this past year and a half to support those who are having a hard time and to do it without judgment. An abiding commitment and responsibility build the walls of our house to keep our roof up so that the winds of change don't blow it over. 
A collaborative future is what we need to recover, to rebuild our trust and commitment as the walls of our house. Have we politically cut people off because of one opinion or one leader or one ideology? I write in my books that that is actually a symptom of not the dialogue breaking down because we're beyond that, but of a larger problem that we're not actually doing the work and the system is not sustaining. In the late 1900s, Mary Parker Follett wrote about democracy and not in so many words, but she wrote about neighborliness. And I believe that neighborliness is a bedrock for our democracy, just as representation is essential for our democratic republic, which is what we are. But what does any of that do on a day-to-day basis for me and for you? It gives us a few opportunities. One, to have enough orderliness and enough infrastructure in place where we can go about and live our lives. Two, to have a cultural standard for collaboration and communication that are essential to civic engagement. We need representation not to just look like us, because remember the conversion funnel. That's a hope, not a plan. But representation that works with us and for us and for our future and for the future of the generations that we love and care about and want to continue, and yes, even beyond the span of our lives. The question remains, how do we want them to continue? Because what we do matter. Anytime that there's strife and disorderly conduct, anytime that there's a sense of over sense of fear and anger, it's very difficult to notice the solutions because you're focused on one goal, one route, one way, and it's a short trip person of faith, I believe that I have a responsibility as a child of God and the family of God to love my neighbor as myself. A long time ago, there was a group of people who were exiled from their home, displaced from it in another land. And what were they to do? What was the message given to them? The message was given to them to put down roots, have gardens, grow children, raise children, and Pray that it will go well with your city, for the welfare of your city, so that it will go well with you. My faith also teaches that wisdom, by wisdom, a young man can save a city. Washington has a collaborative culture that's been built over the years that I've come to appreciate as a resident. Now it's time to scale that collaboration forward with the economic plans of our city for recovery, because we need more than what has been done, and we need more than just a bottom line, or we need more than just a statement. We need, if you're at rock bottom, if you've lost someone you love due to the pandemic or other reasons, if you've lost a friend, if you've lost a job, if you've lost housing, if you've lost a spouse who's still living, but now you are homeless, if you've lost a relationship a friendship. You know how devastating and challenging that could be. If you're struggling with your mental health, you know how challenging it could be to go and produce, to produce someone else's schedule and work goals for you. 
If you're at rock bottom, it can seem difficult to even imagine at that moment how a bottom line translates to your daily life when you're barely holding on. So many people are living paycheck to paycheck, rising housing costs, homelessness, stress-induced mental or emotional illnesses, and public and health and safety crises in our communities create an enormous pressure and unnecessary tragedy and suffering and deplete rapidly our reserves to perform at an optimum for those bottom lines to improve. Imagine with me the possibility of how partnership and integration can improve the economic recovery in a new, adaptive, innovative, and resilient way. We can craft a vision and make it plain. A business plan is fine and good if it's nimble and resilient and adaptable enough to these challenges. Let's stop using the term unprecedented to describe our problems because Discussing and debating problems will only over more problems and get us deeper into that rut. Let's start using novel and innovative and resilient solutions that we can create and imagine together. For instance, what would you be doing today if not this, if not fighting for justice, if not rebuilding the economy in our city, if not volunteering. Some of you might say, I would still be doing this. I love it. Others might have a different response depending on how painful the question lands on them. It's important and possible and practical to integrate the values and visions that we craft into our daily solutions. It is possible, for instance, to reduce the cost of healthcare by recruiting and making business planning in our city available for small businesses who are here as integrative health providers who offer low cost and accessible solutions to manage chronic conditions or at best help people to thrive and maintain a higher quality of life, perhaps the best that they have yet known. Such integrative health services could include midwifery and doula services. This would directly relate to the maternal health and morbidity crisis that we're in as a country, currently number one in the industrialized world for moms dying or suffering injury due to childbirth-related circumstances. A regional tourism plan with other cities can maximize the use of our existing airport and existing amateur licensed pilot base and look into what commercial systems can we create there and how can we manage that in a healthy way while also environmentally taking care of the watershed and the Cedar River Trail, which are gems in our city. Our park system is amazing. Local food truck business owners and small shop business owners for plant stores or bookshops or other types of businesses for retail can all 
even come together and use those spaces for different events and the city can encourage that and make it available to them. It's possible to put down roots at the local level and create an integrative business strategy that can also address the community and health and social service needs of our time. In other words, can also increase our margins so that we can better perform and be at our optimum and thrive. And not just for us, but again, having that lens for heritage means generational integration. It means a hope and vision and a plan for future generations to thrive. I believe that's possible. How about you? What do you think needs to be done to recover from the pandemic? What do you think needs to be done to recover the economy? And what do you think will help people work together better in our times? Thank you for joining us. If you like what you heard, tip us at the link below and inquire, subscribe, and shop our merchandise label of Heritage Tree and Heritage at dinamichellerosco.com and dogwoodgroup.io. Come back again when we gather around the Heritage Tree. 